This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Flourish at Home Show. Your host, Mary Jo Tate, is an international book editor, the homeschooling mom of four boys, and the author of Flourish, Balance for Homeschool Moms. Mary Jo loves to help moms find peace, order, and balance by sharing practical tips, inspiration, and encouragement. Visit her website at flourishathome.com. And now, here's your host, Mary Jo Tate. Hi, I'm Mary Jo Tate. Welcome to the Flourish at Home show. Moms are masters of multitasking. We have to be to survive. Multitasking is the last of the seven freedom tools we've been discussing in the past five episodes. These tools help us make the most of our time so that we can live balanced, peaceful lives. Here's a quick review. F stands for focus. R stands for reflect. E stands for educate. The second E stands for eliminate. D stands for discipline. O stands for organize. And M stands for multitask. The freedom tools started with focusing and we're ending with multitasking. Does that sound a little bit contradictory? Well, it might at first glance, but really it's not. The challenge is that you have to figure out when to focus on a single task and when to multitask. In the past few years, it's become quite popular to bash the idea of multitasking. At a business conference, I once heard a very successful businessman disparage the idea of multitasking. He said, if you can multitask while you are doing something, it's not worth your time to do it. Obviously, someone else is matching his socks and washing his dishes for him. Well, however, applied strictly in a business context, this might indicate tasks that could be outsourced, which is part of the fourth freedom tool, eliminate. But in the daily life of a busy mom, we have to multitask to survive. But first, let's consider another one of the criticisms of multitasking, and I think this is more important to consider. It's true that multitasking can undermine your focus and make you more inefficient. However, this is usually about mental multitasking, usually the digital distractions that are presented by computers and smartphones. Students who play games or check email or use social media in the classroom or while they're studying are definitely diluting their concentration and learning much less than they would if they focused all their attention on the lesson. In the workplace, people who constantly check email or use social media while they're on the job are less efficient. And we all know that when we're constantly on our smartphones, we're not truly paying attention to the people who are with us in person. So it's pretty obvious that combining two mental tasks doesn't work, but that's not the kind of multitasking that I'm advocating. Rather, I'm suggesting that you look for ways to combine physical tasks with light mental tasks. If you use this wisely, this kind of multitasking can buy you time to focus on your priorities. It helps you do more with your 24 hours in a day, and it trains you to use small blocks of time efficiently. I love what organizing expert Eileen Roth says in Organizing for Dummies. She writes, I sincerely believe that you can only do one thing at a time well, but how well do you need to wait in line? So think about how difficult and challenging and important what you're doing is, and that can help you measure whether or not you can multitask while you're doing it. Now, here are lots of examples of ways to multitask productively, and this can work for parents and children alike. You can quiz your child on math facts or phonics while you're cooking dinner. You can dust a room or fold some laundry while you're talking on the phone. 
when you're driving back and forth to errands or lessons or just anywhere you might be driving, you can listen to audiobooks or memory songs that help you practice things like states and capitals or multiplication facts or anything you want. For example, introducing new math concepts requires focus, but you can quiz your child on multiplication facts or spelling words while you're preparing dinner. Look for opportunities to teach impromptu lessons. While waiting endlessly at the emergency room with one of my children on a weekend, we had a little lesson in Business 101. We talked about how he could set up a business and the importance of finding customers, and it was a good way to pass the time and also to start him thinking about how he could have his own business someday. When my dad had outpatient surgery and I was waiting in the hospital while he was in the operating room, I actually worked on organizing the chapters and topics of my book, Flourish, Balance for Homeschool Moms. Of course, when he came into recovery, I put my notes away and paid my full attention to him because about once every 60 seconds, he wanted to know what time it was while he was coming out from the anesthesia. That needed my focus because my dad needed my attention just then. I love what one of my readers told me about how multitasking works for her. She said, I need to walk on the treadmill for my health, but it was always such a chore for me until I realized I could multitask while doing it. That had never occurred to me before. I began listening to opera and classical music while walking, and later I started reading as well. I didn't want to waste my time on just anything. I wanted to go a step further with books that I wouldn't normally read, such as Brave New World and Margaret Thatcher's Path to Power. Instead of miserably looking at the timer while I walked, reading and listening to music gave me pleasure and helped me stick to it. I have no doubt that it has made me stronger because I can do more. I think that's a fabulous example of multitasking done right. Closely related to multitasking is learning how to use small blocks of time efficiently. You can capture even brief opportunities to accomplish very small tasks or to take care of small portions of larger tasks. It's a good idea to keep a list of things that you can do when you have 5 minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes. Learn to take advantage of the time you have available instead of always wishing for bigger chunks of time to get things done. Here are a few examples from my own life. For a long time, I was always annoyed when I was getting ready in the morning because there was no good place for my hair dryer. It cluttered up the counter and there wasn't room for it in the cabinet. One day, I had about 15 minutes to, before I had to leave for an appointment, so I just sat on the bathroom floor, decluttered the cabinet, and made room for the hairdryer. It was amazing how much more pleasant it made my mornings, and it only took a few minutes to take care of that task. Several years ago, my boys and I were watching the Olympics. I like to watch the gymnastics and some of the swimming. But that takes a long time, and I really don't normally watch very much TV, so I made a list of things that I could do in between the competitions, especially during the commercials. Here are just a few of the things I accomplished in the commercials in between watching Olympic Gymnast. I updated the list of bills I needed to pay. I sewed on Boy Scout merit badges. I cataloged the new books that I had bought. I completed some insurance paperwork. I checked in a shipment of books that I had ordered for my homeschool co-op. I prepared school binders for my boys for the upcoming school year and labeled the dividers and got everything ready for their work. I experimented with my new iPhone. I typed a list of books that I wanted to buy. I typed notes from a guidebook for my upcoming trip to Colorado, and I filed paperwork. That was a great way to spend some fun time hanging out with the family and enjoying the Olympics, but still getting some important tasks done with those small intervals during the commercials. 
Teach your children to look for small opportunities of time, too. It really frees up more time for them later to do something that they enjoy. For the longest time, my kids would just sort of hang around. If we were getting ready to leave for somewhere in 5 or 10 or 15 minutes, they'd just kind of wait for time to go. And I tried to teach them to use that time for a task they were going to have to do anyway. Maybe it was putting away a load of laundry or emptying the dishwasher. And sometimes they'd still rather waste that time while they're waiting to head out the door. But mostly they have learned that doing it now in this 5 or 10 minutes frees up time when they get back. Now, I love to crowdsource uh, suggestions for moms from moms that I know. I often do this on Facebook. And so I surveyed a lot of moms for their best tips on how to use small blocks of time efficiently. And I loved the variety of responses that I got. Here are just a few of the suggestions that they gave. Wipe the kitchen counters. Wipe your kitchen appliances. Clean out the refrigerator or freezer. Load or empty the dishwasher. Dust, sweep, mop, or vacuum one room. Clean fingerprints off light switches and stair railings. Sweep the front porch. Wipe down a bathroom. Clean the toilet. Empty bathroom waste baskets. Straighten a drawer. Clear off your desk. Declutter one room. Well, i got to say here, they haven't seen my room because it would take more than 15 minutes to declutter it right now. But it's still a good idea. You can tackle it a little at a time. Here are some more ideas. Make beds, organize one bookshelf, change the batteries in your smoke detectors, water house plants, sort magazines or newspapers for recycling, start a load of laundry, fold or hang up one load of laundry, make out a menu for the week, check your inventory in the pantry, make out your grocery shopping list, put a meal together in the slow cooker, wash and prepare fruits and vegetables for a week, Break fallen branches into kindling and build a fire in the wood stove. Go for a short walk. Pay a few bills. Renew library books online. Read one chapter of a book just for enjoyment. Schedule an appointment with the doctor, dentist, salon, or vet. Write one note of thanks or condolence or get well. Encourage a friend on Facebook and pray for her. Write lesson plans for one child or one subject. Check schoolwork for one subject for one child. Read one picture book aloud. Tell your kids a story from your childhood. And the last two are my favorites. Have a Nerf war with the kids and tickle one toddler. Have you found some great ways to multitask? Be sure to leave a comment at flourishathomeradio.com and share your best ideas with us. And if you struggle with managing your time and organizing your life to focus on your priorities, you'll find many more strategies in my book, Flourish, Balance for Homeschool Moms. It's available at online retailers, and you can also find links to it through my website at flourishathome.com. I'll see you next time on the Flourish at Home Show. Thanks for tuning in to the Flourish at Home show. For more encouragement, visit Mary Jo at flourishathome.com. The Flourish at Home show is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.